Okay. You'll have a lot to edit. Nah. Ready? I'm ready. Badger cast number 46. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your blind tie affair. The last one to know, the last one to show, I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes when I took his glass of champagne. I toasted you, said, honey, we may be thrilled, but you'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in all places where the whiskey rounds and the beer chases my blues away. You're listening to BadgerCast, your slice of Wisconsin life. I'm Dale. And I'm Julie, and I'm actually in the director's chair today. She's in the producer's seat today, and I feel so technologically naked. Yeah, tell them why. Well, because we're recording on your laptop today. We are. Because my laptop died. Yeah, did we get almost the four years out of it? No, we got more than four years. We did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got... um, We bought it in before we went to Ontario. No? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So that was in 2006? Seven. Has it been that long since you... 2007, right? You just talked over me. Oh, I'm sorry. You know how I hate that. I was about to say, has it really been that long since you introduced me to podcasting? That would be 2006. Hmm. Five years. Yeah. Wow. And we've been doing this, um, as a matter of fact, I think I have to update the BadgerCast domain this week. This will be like the third year, maybe the fourth year of BadgerCast. Hmm. Good things. Well, today was a really good day, too. And why is that? Because it was sunny, and it was around 48 to 52 degrees, and that's good. Why? Because you can bike in that weather. It is. I went for our, we went for our first outdoor bike ride this year. Of the season, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went, well, you probably went close to 10 miles. A little over 10. And We uh, were taking it easy because of you. Shush. Well, you said it was take it easy. It's your first ride out. I yeah. didn't do my I didn't do my normal long twenty mile course. No, we, you did about ten miles, and I might have done eight. Yeah, or so, somewhere in there. But we kind of wound our way through the southern Kettle Moraine here, around our house, and it's very disconcerting to look at spring and not have any of these standing trees. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot less trees. I can We can see through the park, into the park this year. But I didn't see a single house that was not fixed. You know, there was, um, I think by the fall, almost all of them were up. Yeah, but I don't think they were completely inhabitable until at least Christmas. Yeah. There were a couple of, maybe we can turn this down a little bit. Turn what? Um, the mains down. Just a hair. Better for you? Better. I, I don't want to blow people's ears off. That's what levelator is for. <laughs> That's true. Oh, by the way, no, it's not. Oh, stop. Go on with your story. Okay. Um, there was one that I saw in the subdivision by the cemetery. Okay. That would be going out of town to the west, south and west of us. Okay. Yeah. And, and right behind the cemetery, there was a house that was um, totally leveled and didn't have, it was just a foundation all winter. Mm-hmm. But when I walked, when we rode past that subdivision entrance, they were, re- they were rebuilding it. So yeah, th- it looks good. So I think everybody is rebuilt in Eagle, except maybe for one or two houses that 
Well, there are one or two. Well, actually, I think there are more like three or four that are at least not condemned, but they're not being fixed up. They're going to sell them. As is. Or... As is. <clears throat> because I have a feeling those are the couple that I heard that were foreclosed upon. And I don't know if that had happened before the tornado or if that was a result of the tornado that they had to foreclose. So so it was a great day to get out and, and bike ride today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A little sandy from all the road debris from the, from the winter. Right. Made it a little slick, but overall not bad. And, and that was only at, like, the major inner Major section. intersections. And if the weather holds, we're going to check out the... Um, trail that's kind of parallels I-94. Um, it goes from Waukesha into Delafield and then into Oconomowoc and back. And it is all paved now. It is. Yes. It is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised. Well, they were working on it last year. They were finishing up in the fall. They had nine, about 90% of it done the last time I took the trail. And we turned around at the point that wasn't finished. Right. Yeah. So when are we doing this? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Weather okay. permitting. Weather permitting. Well, you, you don't have to go. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was today. Good day. Bike ride. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't recorded in how long? I want to say over a month. Um, I don't have anything to look at. I, I suppose I could look at the... Yeah. So what's been going on with you? Well, um, work, basically. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of crazy commutes. Um, One was an unexpected snowstorm about... uh, About a week ago. No, it was a little... Maybe two weeks ago. It was right after... I want to say it was like right around... uh, Not Valentine's Day. Uh, Anyway. Anyway. A couple weeks ago, on like a Wednesday. So, unfortunately, it, Madison, it was supposed to track north of Madison. It didn't. It didn't. And it came in about mm, between 5 in the morning and 7 in the morning. Rush hour. Rush hour. So I got into Madison, and I, they said, don't take the belt line. So I didn't take the belt line. Came in on 30 and went east wash. I'm cringing right Around now, the capital <laughs> and into, uh, finally made it to uh, work at 9 o'clock. I left here at 6.15. Ick. So. Maybe that's our last snowstorm. You know, the that, the year. I hope so. It was one of those. It was really awful because what happened was it was, it came, it was snow, then it got trampled and it was wet enough to melt kind of right away. It was slushy snow and then it turned into ice and then it turned into rain on top of the ice. It was not Wisconsin a happy, winters, normal. It was not a happy community. And anything else happened in this last couple of weeks? <sighs> you can't beat my almost injuring Injuring self, injuring myself. Oh, do tell. Um, what was the first really warm day that Ben wanted to play basketball? Must have been. I don't know if Tuesday you told me or this. Wednesday. Well, you got to deal with it this morning. I moved the camper. <clears throat> I did not get to move the camper out of the driveway before the first snow, so this camper had to sit in the driveway. Ben wanted to play basketball, so I said, "That's fine. I just need to put the hitch on the on the truck." And get in there and move it. Well, we did that fine. Got the hitch on the truck, backed it up, got the camper on, on, pulled forward, took a couple, because I was starting at such a weird spot, I had to pull pull out a couple times to get it lined up to get back along the side of the house, but got it, got it back there, went to disconnect the camper from the hitch. And then we... We had a little issue. <clears throat> yeah, I still don't understand how that happened because when I do it, norm- hold on, I'm getting there. So we have it stopped. I thought I had the chalk blocks behind the wheels. I have 
got all the chains off. I start to put the wheel that's at the tongue of the trailer mm-hmm. down. I can't. I could do it on solid on regular ground, but if I do that, I know that it's going to sink in. So we brought over the paving stone to put underneath. Got it up. It was like two inches shy of being able to make the oomph to get it straight up. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I need to, I have it unhooked from the car. All I need to do is jack it up or lift it up to get it going. Well, too much for Ben and I to, to lift. So I'm like, okay, I got an idea. I drive a Suburban. The jack from the Suburban should be more than enough to jack up the tongue of the camper. Mm-hmm. You would think. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically. So I get that out. It's a piss poor jack, and I want a new jack for the truck. We'll get to that in a minute because I'll go into the design flaw there. So we get it out. We put it underneath there. I get something underneath it to make it level. I put it underneath, center it. I'm cranking away on this stupid thing because, like I said, the design's yucky. And we are, like, just there. We are, like, ready. I'm almost ready to say, step away. I'll pull the pull the truck away after I get the, the wheel up. And all of a sudden it goes, splat. The whole jack just takes this big tumble and the whole tongue of the um, camper went down. We got away without hurting ourselves or getting feet or fingers pinched. Don't think anything happened to the frame of the camper because it that was back a little bit. So it just it's just that front I don't know, foot, foot and a half that came down. And then we're looking at it and we're like, There's no way we're gonna get number one, we couldn't get the jack out because the jack was stuck between the paving stone and the, the tongue of the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, and this is what I'm supposed to use to jack up my suburban and it can't even hold the weight of a of a mm. pop-up camper. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, when I saw Ron, the next-door neighbor, who works on cars a lot, he has one of these, I don't know, it wheels it's out, has a- this huge, like, three-foot lever to crank anything up. It's an axle jack. A, scissors ax- a scissor axle jack. Well, that did the trick. Well, actually, he has a mini one that you might consider for the truck. I might, huh? Because it, it's about, uh, I'm going to say it's about three feet long as opposed to the six to eight, to six, the six, six to eight scissored foot the other yeah, one is. The yeah, the other one. And it's it's probably, it's really kind of meant for a, a car. But it's, but. It's a scissor Either track, one though. that we're discussing right now would, would host, hoist a Suburban. This little jackass piece of metal which i will take a picture of later because i cannot believe that that is supposed to hold up my suburban which is how many thousands of pounds compared to the camper mm, i would say pr- they're probably comparable uh that i don't think so I the think camper is uh dry weight is about 3500 pounds i still think the suburban's more than 3500 pounds. uh it's probably about maybe about five anyway I, there's no way we'll ever use that jack to yeah. jack up the suburban. Yeah, so no next way. time you see Ron, ask him where you can get the little scissor jack that, uh, yeah, that he I'll, used. Yeah, I'll post pictures. This is what we're getting, and this is what what piece of crap <laughs> it worked. And the, and the design flaw that I mentioned before, this thing was, I don't know, at the top part, maybe two and a half inch circular piece that when you jacked it up, that piece is what kind of came out. Yeah, yeah. Oven and came up to lift it up. There wasn't a kind of a, a, but a pad the, on that, to a, a wider pad to to go against the. I did uh, not see it. The axle. But then, the instructions that came with it really didn't show you how to do that. It mm-hmm. gave you. It gave you the the jack itself. It gave you this. Yeah, there's metal little... wand, for lack of a better word. It's probably a half an inch of. Um, tubular metal that, oh, that's in, that is. inserted into another one with the little um, yeah, push yeah, ball thing. Yeah. And that, all that did, and that was my lever. Not really big at all. Yeah. I, I could almost bend it when I tried yeah, to, to move it. Yeah, it's just aluminum tubing. That fit into this little spot at the base of the jack. 
it didn't twist in and lock. It just sat there, and you had to manually turn. And was it a turn motion? It was a turn motion. It wasn't a a lever motion. So trying to do turn with the little metal wand thing, that much weight was very, very difficult. You couldn't do it barehanded. I had to use the gloves that I have that have the um, grippy things on them. Okay. And even then it was hard to do. Okay. Complete design flaw. Because, okay. I don't know, the last time I actually had to use a jack was um, hmm, 31 years ago. 31 years ago? You haven't had a flat oh, in 31 years? Hold on a second. Years? I haven't changed a flat in 31 years. Take that back. I'm. She always calls me or Ron. She calls Ron. No, 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 no. How? Let's see. When I got my driver's license, yeah, 31 years ago. My dad made me jack up the car, which was a station wagon at the time. Before I could drive on my own, I had to back the suburb or back the um, station wagon into the driveway, which was uphill. I had to jack the car up. I had to take off the wheel. I had to put the wheel back on. I had to unjack it, and I had to drive it to the service station to make sure that the lug nuts were tight enough before he would let me drive. Wanted to make sure that I could change a tire if I needed to. Easy, much easier on the suburban or on the um, station wagon because on the suburban I can't do it. Not that I couldn't physically um, do the lug nut. The wheel stuff, is probably too heavy. But the wheel is underneath. I cannot safely on my back get that wheel off off of where it's at. And I tried lifting that wheel once somebody did get it off for me the first one time I had a flat. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. You well, at least no it's a full size uh, spare. On that truck. Correct. Yeah. It is. So that that was my, could have been a huge mishap. Didn't break anything. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's been work and insomnia. Yeah. Well, or migraines. A lot of migraines lately. Yeah. She's like, hi, how are you? Get away from me. Go away from me. I don't want to talk to you. I can't talk to anybody. I want to go to sleep. Turn off the damn light. Don't touch me. It's not quite that bad. Really. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I tried Benadryl. Benadryl doesn't work, and it gives you this hungover feeling. Nothing wrong with being hungover. Last night, I tried the warm milk thing, and that actually made me tired. But And I did get to sleep within an hour. But the chirping birds woke me up. Hey, I saw robins today. Two robins. Two robins, huh? Now I'm going to have to start looking for where they put the freaking nest this year. Mm. They always The robins always put a nest somewhere in the house. Sometimes it's in the gutter. Sometimes it's on the light post or uh, between the light mm-hmm. and the, uh, the garage. But it's coming. Yeah. Well, should we pause here and take a music break? Sure. Or are you not ready for that? I was going to tell the migraine story. What migraine story? The migraine story. My first ever experience of your migraines. Ooh. Ooh, do we have to? Yes, we have to. Okay. All right. I we cringe. Have, okay. We have the wonderful wedding. Yes. Which is a story in itself, and we probably alluded to it, if not talked about it. I don't remember. Our honeymoon is in Toronto. Yes, it was. So we take the um we take the flight into Toronto. We uh get in what time did we get in? We got in late cuz we had um electrical problems in Detroit. Yeah. So they had well, called Detroit ahead. Well, Detroit is just bad and They called ahead and let the pe- people in Toronto know that if they were expecting people to hold their hotel rooms, which was great cuz we were Probably about three hours late. Yeah. And it was after midnight, so it was the following day. They technically didn't have to hold our hotel rooms. Okay. But then they bust us there. They bust us there. So we get there, and we crash. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't really remember. It was the second day, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. I don't remember what we did. That first day, full day, just kind of got our bearings, and we stayed in downtown Toronto and didn't rent a car, so we we either took subways, which were really great, or cab or whatever. 
I don't think we took a cab at all. I think we walked or we took the, the buses or the subway. Subways. Okay. We had a good day and uh, came to the night and all of a sudden, get away from me. I can't stand no, the light. No. no. Well, yeah, I couldn't stand the light. I can't. It's like, go away. <laughs> it's like. No, I believe my words were, my head feels like it's going to explode. I don't know why. And you can, Nothing made it feel better. Yeah. And I couldn't stay in the room because I couldn't stand being in the dark. Oh, yeah. I had the lights off. I had the drapes pulled. Yeah. You had the air conditioning on. And then off. And it was awful. So, I never had a headache before. You know, a migraine. Yeah. I never had one of those no. before. So, anyway, I'm going. Oh, God. So, I'm, I go downstairs to the bar. And I drink, and I drink a couple Molson Canadians, and think, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> My wife turned into a monster. <laughs> no. But how uh, long did you spend in the bar? Um, I don't remember, but long enough to to be tired when I came back. Mm. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, I thought. The one thing I remember from all that is when you went out to buy some Advil or Tylenol or whatever the hell you found, and you said you spent close to 20 bucks on an itty-bitty bottle. Well, you know, hotel or downtown, I don't know if I got it at the hotel or if I got it at the Walgreens or something, but... I don't remember. And then also at that time, I probably paid $20 Canadian, which is still probably about 15 bucks U.S. Hmm. Needless to say, once I finally fell asleep and woke up, how many hours later, it was gone. Good. Mm-hmm. Enough of that story. Yes. Now we can take a break. Okay. What you got? Uh, let's see. I was thinking, should we talk about the fact I have no computer after the break? Or Keep not? going. No, I was just going to play a song from, um, I don't have any of my podcast-friendly music, so I am just pulling something off the iPhone. So I think I am going to pull something from Bon Jovi. That's always a good one. As soon as I get there, it is Superman Tonight on the BadgerCast. Something about you I want to risk you I don't even know you So what does that mean? Maybe I'm cynical Painfully logical The tragic and beautiful And that's good enough for me for a hero But it's just my old tattoo Tonight I swear I'd sell my soul To be a hero for
side of the road It's your baggage that's dragging you down Don't look back Let it go Cheesehead Spotlight, or should we talk about my computer crashing first? E- equally dreadful. So, all right, we will talk about the computer first. Okay. All right. So I'm. Um, yes, my you computer's are. sitting here on the desk, and I'm uh, watching Bear Crawling. Mm-hmm. You know, Big C. Uh, and so this was Thursday. Thursday night, the normal Bear Crawling day, and. Um, I got the black, the blue screen of death all of a sudden. Just blew up. Got Not the, good. Got a hex dump error. I had that once or twice before. I don't know. I, no, I did. Okay. Okay. And, you know, but it's been a while. It's been a long time. So um, I reboot everything and um, come back up and uh, listen to the rest of Bear Crawling, or at least... Most of it. I think I bailed maybe towards three-quarters of the way. And I shut her down because I'm tired and I go to bed. So I, I don't I go to work. I come back home and um, I was going to power it up. Nothing. Uh, Did you actually see it completely shut down? You know, that's a good point, because I, what I do usually is I do shut down. Mm-hmm. And leave, and don't make sure it's done. Well, not all the time, no. And I don't think I did this time, either. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But if I'm fairly certain there's nothing wrong so, with it. So there could have been a problem, and you might not have seen it. I might not have seen it. But anyway, when I came on uh, last night, I came and I turned it on, and the... Light went on, okay, and the there's a light. The disc flashed twice, and uh, then nothing happened. And I said, "Hmm, strange." I'd be swearing by now. And, and then I was like, "Okay, this is not good." And so I pushed the button again. Well, no, I had to push the button to turn the light off, the uh-huh. power on. We know. Okay, so I push it again, and I look at it, and I see disc lights up twice. The DVD lights up twice. Nothing. It's like, oh, crap. And this is about the time I checked my messages at work, and I'm sitting charting to to see you text me about a computer that's gone. Yes. AWOL. And I said, okay, uh, what is wrong with this? And I thought, okay. Did my hard disk go? I thought, well, this was, this is bad. 
Uh, I said, well, okay, I'll go get a boot disc. But the boot disc didn't work. I put the boot disc in and nothing happens because it turns on, the light turns on. We got it. It turns on, nothing happens. What'd you do next? Um, I called um, Dell because I fir- pretty much figured it was a motherboard. Okay, so now we're thinking it's a motherboard. Yeah. Uh, I'm keeping you on task here. Okay, and I call them and I ask, well, what's the motherboard going to cost me? Mm-hmm. Uh, their quote was $324. For us to send away a laptop and might not ever see it again? No, that would be just to send the motherboard. And you do the work? Uh, yeah. Okay. I did find... It's on your favorites, and I'll have to look at it again later. But step by step on my PC, somebody blogged how, with pictures, how to take apart my computer and change the motherboard up. Well, that's always a good thing. Yeah. Okay, so it so it's possibly a motherboard. If it's not the motherboard, well, what is it? I don't know. I mean, because the. The only thing I can think of beyond the motherboard is the CPU, but the CPU probably, if it's a bad CPU, it's also a bad motherboard. Okay. So we'll be probably buying a motherboard and seeing if that helps. Yeah. Because you won't like the other choice. Buying a new computer. Versus? Not buying a new computer. Versus? What are the two big ticket items that were you were supposed to do? Oh, a bike. Yeah. Yeah, or versus an iPhone. I could live with my scratched up iPhone for a while longer. Uh huh. Yeah, the the decisions Dale has to make. Yeah. So bike, phone, computer. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the phone's out for now. Yeah. Um. Now it's a bike or a computer. Okay. I think it may be computer because I still have a bike. Well, and I have a techie-related story or a geeky-related story today. All right, let's go for it. Okay. As most of the people who listen to us know, and if anybody has tuned in, thanks for joining us, but we both have iPhones. I deal 95% of the time with my email and coupons and stuff that I get via my iPhone. I do not go and log onto my laptop and print off the coupon before I go to the store. What I've done in the past is, here's my email, here's the coupon. They've, other places, have looked at that. I can enlarge it enough so they can see the barcode and they can enter the numbers in. I go to Kohl's today. I have, I think I have two different coupons going. I can pick one for an extra whatever percent off and then there's another one for a consistent sale that's going on now and what i bought today was on sale and she's like well do you have your thing i go i don't have it printed out but i can show it to you off off the phone and she's about ready to scan my phone with the red eye um, scanner thing and she goes i said don't do that because the person prior to her a few weeks ago months ago whatever said that she couldn't scan off the phone because it would ruin the phone she said that happened to somebody else um, mm-hmm. recently where now, and I don't know if she scanned it on the the flat tabletop scanner or if she was using the handheld. I'm not quite sure, but she said the phone completely fried out. So I'm like, no, don't do that. So I go on and I get into the email and I find the code. It's not even a barcode. It's numbers and letters. She cannot imprint or input those, I should say input those, that code via her handy-dandy computerized type register at all. So Now, the, the, if I remember the cash computers, and that's what they are, at Kohl's, they, they have a full QWERTY keyboard. And I think even the QWERTY keyboard is on the touch screen, so they can go boop, 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 yes. boop, 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 if they want. I believe it is more than possible to do what I wanted her to do. She wouldn't do it. Instead, she takes somebody else's 15% off coupon and scans that instead of inputting my code. 
So we get to this this point, and I, I came home. So that means you could use the code again. <laughs> could. Theoretically, at a different call. But I, I came home, and I'm on, I'm on Facebook, and I, and I put it out there. I said, I got a computer geek question. Can a merchant scan a UPC code, example from an email, off a smartphone, or will the scanner ruin the touch screen or phone? And I had a couple people um, comment back. Um, Jen from the form, formerly from DinkyCast. Um, I don't know if if they're ever thinking of putting out a, a new podcast, but they, they can't really call it DinkyCast now. No, they're undinkified now. Mm-hmm. But she says they should totally be able to scan it. They make apps where you can store all those stupid frequent shopper cards and the merchant can scan it. Also, airlines are making their e-tickets scannable on smartphones too. And then I had commented back about what the checkout person said. And then Twig um, goes, she was wrong. Jen goes, she's an idiot. Jen then follows up with honestly. Well, well, no, no, no. Not Jen, the person at the store. Yes. Okay. I said she followed up with, never mind. Then Jen comes back with, honestly, that's just about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've never had anything scanned from my phone, but the only thing I'd actually be worried about was that they wouldn't be able to scan it because the scanner might reflect off the glass instead of reading the barcode. And then Lorna um, responds back, I believe she's dreadfully and misinformed, meaning the catch register person. So I'd love to hear comments from people because that's what I'm going to be looking up tonight. Can they scan any information off of whatever's showing on your screen, your touch screen phone? Right. And either A, not ruin your phone, B, not ruin their equipment. I'm pretty sure that they can. It may have just been a fluke or her phone may have been an old I don't know. Version. I'm confused. And you really, I told the, the lady at the store, because she goes, oh, no, we do it all the time. I said, well, I'm not willing to risk $200 right now. Are you? Yeah. And she gave me this. Look, I said, that would be the cost of replacing my phone. Yeah. If you scan it and it doesn't work, are you willing to pay 200 bucks? And she gave me this funky look and said, no. Well, yeah. So, if you'd like to do that, you can call at 262-649-8550. Okay. You thought I forgot. No, I just yes, was going through the... He thought I forgot. I, okay. All right. Come over here. We have a special guest that wants to talk about an important event in her life. Now, tell everybody what what well, happened today? She needs to get near a microphone if she's going to do that. All right, she'll go over by you then. Okay. What here, happened today and why idea. is it so important? I lost my tooth. You did. Did you pull it out or did it fall out? I wiggled, I wiggled it once more and then it fell out. Oh, so you're telling me that the tooth fairy is coming, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, are you feeling better now? Because the past couple of days you were not too happy because your tooth hurt and you were a little cranky, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they can't hear you from far away. Yeah, cranky. Okay. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Gracie. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If you heard that, it's I want Crystal. <clears throat> she's she's going through withdrawal. This would have been about the time we would have been getting ready last year to go see Crystal. That's right. It's been it, a year. I know. Oh, it doesn't seem like it. Fast year. Mm-hmm. So, we did my phone thing. We did your computer thing. <sighs> Let's talk the, the about the... Political unrest here in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, it's like a soap opera. Isn't it's it? a soap opera. As Wisconsin turns, or something like that. I think they all need a attitude adjustment. Uh, well, we all need something. And it's, it's all about the budget repair bill. Now, to catch us up since our last episode. Go ahead. Um, the budget repair bill was passed without... A fiscal. It wasn't it, balanced. It was no. Well, okay, there is two parts to the budget repair bill. Okay. One had to do with refinancing old debt into the future. And the second part. And the second part had to do with um, 
changing the collective bargaining. Okay. There among, was some, among other things, among it wasn't other just things. collective bargaining. It wasn't collective bargaining. There was also some things in there that were uh, um, had to do with Medicaid and, and some other departmental things. Mm-hmm. Which all of that was overshadowed by the the fight over the the with the unions and the governor over the collective bargaining correct agreements so what the the state did what the senate did was strip out all of the fiscal aspects of the bill rewrote the bill to just deal with the um collective bargaining everything and everything else okay stop a second sure in that whole first process I believe there were 14. Oh, yes. 14. 14 of our idiots. finest. Oh, no, no, no. I can't even call them finest. They're idiots. 14 people who were elected to a state office to represent the people who left the state. They didn't just leave the state capitol. They left the state to go hide somewhere. In and Illinois. They, in Illinois. And hide there and... and pissed and moaned and whined instead of doing their effing job. That is I think that those 14, doesn't matter whether I agree with them or not, should be out of office for basically abandoning what their job was. Nobody else on earth could have walked off their job because they didn't agree with something and leave and not try to work it out. Yes, I agree. Um, and honestly, there were a couple of people that agreed with you. And, you didn't and what, hear no, about them. No, yeah, it was it was a big it was more big news in Madison in Madison than it was in Milwaukee. But there were two constituents in districts that were represented by people who by the fourteen that one of the fourteen that went to Illinois. One was in Ocano, and what they did is they um, filed suit against that particular representative. To get him to come back to the state, that that was never heard that. Yeah, where'd you hear that? Because that was that was in on... Ma- that was in Madison. I heard that on a Madison radio okay. station. Um, and there, I think there was another one in Kenosha area that did the same thing. There's this drama will go on for years. It will. And I'm I'm not even. I was thinking of doing a series on the Philosophy Guy show, but on step systematically going through the whole process and what happened. Because if you hear it from... You'll bore us all the tears. I, that's, my, that's my fear, honestly. It's really exciting stuff if you think about it from a... a it is if you get past the sensationalistic crap that they put forth and they bring up all this stuff but they don't really go into what you need to change right. it's kind of like watching the tsunami stuff with japan i you know what i'm really sorry that all that happened and i can see those pictures a couple times but not one place that i have listened to or gone for gone to for information on that has told the world in general what needs to be done, how it needs to be done, where they're going to put these people, because they, they obviously can't stay on the island of Japan. It's the same with the stuff they with do. the Wisconsin crap. They're not telling you what needs to be done and why and what you can start doing. They're still stuck on, well, we, we, you're changing and taking this away. Well, people, get used to it. Shit changes. Nothing stays the same, and we all have to make sacrifices. Just because you were in a cushy job doesn't mean that you're going to get the prime thing going on in benefits anymore. The rest of the world has to wake up and, and partake of the process, too. We all need to make changes. And you're giving me this look right now. She's on her soapbox. <laughs> It's not just my soapbox. No, it, you're probably among this, and I, I'm sorry if we offend the union friends of ours, but we're probably among the silent majority in the state. It's the majority that elected a governor who promised to cut the budget and not raise taxes and to basically do it at the cost of the unions 
This is not a surprise. If you know who Scott Walker was, is, and what he did in in Milwaukee County, this is the exact thing he did in Milwaukee County when he got here. That's the thing he's been doing for the past eight years in Milwaukee County. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying I voted for him either. Well, we don't live in Milwaukee County, so we couldn't vote for him. Anyway, stuff has to change. And just... There, there is not a point where, where one group of people can get a free, complete free ride on anything anymore. No. That, that would be called badger care. And I made this comment to you before. Tell me the difference between the young mom who has three kids and is stuck on badger care and somebody belonging to a union and wanting to keep their insurance free or almost free because they're not paying co-pays and they're not doing this. It's the same, I'm hearing the same, what's the word I want? I'm hearing the same I'm entitled attitude from both those groups of people. And if you would ask the one group of people, if they see themselves like the Badger Care group of people, they would say, hell no. But I like to see how they define that they're not when they're getting free things at the cost of everybody else and at the cost of making a fiscally responsible state. Yeah, I, yeah I agree with you that there's a uh, an entitlement mentality that's out there that has to change. And unfortunately for me and those listening to me right now, I deal with that mentality every single day at work. And it's getting worse. And it's harder and harder to maintain a caring, unbiased attitude in taking care of those people. What do you want, smashing against the wall? There are days <laughs> when you, hey, you laugh. How about the people that we see come in who it's been their 63rd visit in the month to the emergency room because they won't pick a primary doctor or they have badger care, they have a capability of going and meeting with the doctor at the clinic or whatever and they choose not to because it's more convenient for them to come to the emergency room yet they don't understand that when you come to an emergency room a basic bill and this is dated because I haven't seen the recent data a basic ER visit not much seen by the doc low level care in a room and basic nursing care was over 700 bucks several years ago well, but if you go to your clinic and you pay your copay, copay or your $60 visit for the same damn thing, mm-hmm. it gets very frustrating to take care of those people, especially when they're not doing what they need to do to change. Well, you will be heartened, hopefully, in the governor's budget and the budget repair bill, because part of the stuff that did pass, I believe, was that. Uh, the Badger Care eligibilities are going to change and going to be, I think they're going to be managed not by the bureaucracy anymore, but there's, it's going to be more in control of the governor. But then you get to the even worse part of what we see, and that's the people who have, don't even have Badger Care. They are chronically ill people who need to have something to help them through. They have no insurance. They have no nothing. And they get brought in, maybe because they come in themselves or maybe because they're put into a situation where they're forced to come in. And then you have to care for these people. They're charity cases, yeah. To a point. Yeah. But they've burned all their bridges in the past that the the community resources that are there won't touch them. Yeah, so they're not even in, in the radar for badger care. They're not on the radar for anything because they have made choices, behaved, whatever. Whatever they've done in the past has made them that even the public sector doesn't want to touch them and won't touch them. There are certain people, certain groups of people who come into an emergency rooms across the U.S., and I I know that everybody else has to have the same problem. And the the biggest group you can think of are, are the drug abusers and the alcoholics who come in and you have nowhere to send them. Because they don't adhere to the policies of where they've been sent before, those places say, absolutely no way am I taking this person back. So then what are we supposed to do? 
And that goes circles all the way back to all the other crap going on. I don't have There's the no answer. Easy answer. There's there no, no easy answer. There's no easy answer for that. You know, how do you uh, deal with the chronic poor, the chronic mentally ill, the chronic alcoholic? They, you know, they used to put them in institutions. And they don't do that anymore because how many years ago was it that they got rid of that? In the 70s. Something like Because that. it was thought to be inhumane. But when you're mentally ill and you can't live in society, what's it may be a better place to be in an institution. Than, well, the biggest uh, thing right now is group homes, but the, they're not all that's cracked up to be either. No, there's there's deficits with group homes, and and most of the deficit comes in the fact that a group home is not a good place for somebody who's meant is a, a chronic schizophrenic with violent tendencies because the people that are there as staff are basically uh, one step up above McDonald's fry cooks. Depends on the place. Depends on the place, but... <laughs> How did we get started on this? I need to get off of this. All right, well, we got, we got talking about the way that Wisconsin will deal with um, Medicare, Medicaid, that's okay, and... Um, Badger Care, and the unions. Okay, so I've had enough political crap for the night. Well, I, the latest and greatest, I'll tell you two final things. Okay. Okay. The law was signed in, I think about a week ago, on a Friday, I think last Friday, was signed into law by Governor Scott Walker. I won't go in, at least here, on all of the wranglings, but as of Friday, yesterday, the law has been injuncted, I don't know if that's a word, but by a Dane County Circuit Court judge because of the citing the problem with the open meetings law. Oh, now I know what you tried to say. A, a suit has been filed for an injunction. Yeah, and there has been an injunction granted. Okay. Temporary injunction that will prevent the law from being what they call published, which means taken into effect. It was supposed to go into effect this coming Friday. Well, published this coming Friday, go into effect next a week from today. But now it's in the court system because a, a, a loopy liberal Madison judge said that the the state senate committee the conference committee failed to follow the wisconsin open meetings law uh which is bogus but i think what what they that judge said basically was go ahead this is a great line go ahead go pass it again go do it right no comment, because I'll get mad. <clears throat> okay, is that is that point one? What's that point was two? point one. What's point two? Point two is now that the law has been signed, but not gone into effect. What's been happening around the state is all of the unions are trying to get their um, contracts, the current contract rules extended, to mm -hmm. go for at least another year, if not another two, under the old system. And a lot of them are getting done. So what's going to happen is a double whammy. I'm the state is going to cut, you know, $900 million from school aid. The property tax won't go up necessarily. And the teachers got a nice extension on the current high benefit, high, low pay contracts so now you're going to have a bunch of municipalities going to have going to be running a deficit because they're not going to get any money from the state they're not going to be able to renegotiate the contracts down so now they're stuck in a hole and by law you cannot raise school funding without a referendum so my boy comes home 
yesterday with a survey. This is funny. And funny, sad. Funny, sad. And it's from the school district saying, you know, oh, cry, cry. We've we've cut, you know, for the past how many years, 11% a year, blah, 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 blah. What things do you want, what things do you value and I think are important from an education standpoint, and what things don't you value? So basically, what are you going to have your kids get screwed on in their education because the teachers aren't getting what they want or the union has got the school district so wrapped around its finger that uh, they can't afford to cut teacher salaries or can't cut teacher salaries. So what I said was basic education, sports, and band is what I think is important. And what I said... In that order. Yes. And what I said as far as what would I be willing to cut? And I said... I agree with Governor Scott Walker, and he should be able to t- cut teacher salary and benefits. Yeah, I'm waiting. And to I hear, signed my name. And I'm waiting to hear what the, the um, response to that is. Yeah. Okay, so we are done with politics. I, I can't do any more. Onward to more happy thoughts, and that would be, what's Julie reading? What are you reading? I found. Well, new to me. She's not a new author. Um, Suzanne Brockman. And I'm reading, I read a book, didn't know it was part of a series. You know how that all goes again. And um, so I had to go back to the beginning. There are 16 books in this um, series, and it's called the Troubleshooter series. And it's kind of, it's a, mis- uh, I can't really say mystery, but like thriller, suspense type thing. It centers again around... Um, I can't really say the seals in general. It's more. What is this with you and Navy Seals? I don't know. It 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 it's gone. I don't know much. if it's because you like Jesse Ventura, the Navy Seal, or Steven Seagal, the Navy Seal. Um, each have their merits. Anyway, it's more the public sector thing. The the business that's there for protection and stuff that's not really run by the government but the government still uses them type of thing and then you throw a little hollywood in there and you throw in um what two of the characters are um gay so then you have the whole gay marriage thing thrown a gay in there. seal yes actually there is in one of in one of the books i haven't read that one yet that okay. centers around the gay seal All in a positive, fairly positive light. I mean, there's pluses and minuses to everything, but it it takes from like four different parts. You know, like I said, the Hollywood and the seals and the in the private sector security stuff, and and then throw in a bunch of other stuff. And the the newest one comes out on March twenty second, and that should be very very interesting. Seals in love. Yeah, Seal's trying to save a 16-year-old caught in a crappy home life who decides to befriend a girl in trouble is how the the uh, um, synapsis is right now. So that should be interesting. Okay. And, and, and two people who don't necessarily get along but have to get along to save these two young kids. We'll see. All right. We'll see. I, I, I reserved it through the library. As of now, and it doesn't come out till the 22nd, and today is only, what, the 19th? Yeah. It doesn't come out for three more days, and I am already 37th in line to get this book from the library. Popular read, huh? Uh-huh. It is. All right. Other than that, it's just getting on with spring. Yay. Yay. Uh-huh. All right. And spring break will be coming up in a couple weeks, too. Yes, and um, what is it? Oh, Olivia. Goes, um, we're going to Canada this year? No, nope. sorry. No. It's like, well, can we go to Florida? <laughs> hey, it's better than what she said um, about six months ago when she says that Crystal should join us in Paris. Yeah, yeah. world traveler Gracie. <laughs> All right. Anyway, what song do you have to take us out with? How Actually, about voicemails? We got voicemail? We got two from Barely, from Barely Podcasting. Now, 
because I don't have my um, computer, computer, I have my iPhone, which has Skype on it. Okay. Now, I'm going to guess on which of these is the right order. So I may push them in the wrong order. You can edit it later. Yeah, okay. Maybe. All right, let's see. Let's play this one. Technical difficulties. Oh, shush. Did you forget to put the volume up? Well, I, yeah, I did that for a special reason. Uh-huh. Well, as we sit here. Hey, I'm Juliet Sparrow. I was uh, just listening to the re- most recent show, and you were talking about bikes and middle of the road, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's really not the manufacturer that determines the price. It's the materials used. Um, so, I mean, you were talking Bianchi. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's an Italian brand. Uh, they were very, uh, they're very easily picked out because of the primary color that they use. It's kind of a avocado green almost. It, it's very unique. So anytime you see, like, a race or something, you can pick those bikes out really quick. Um, Trek, I mean, on a road bike, Trek does have kind of low-end, mid-end, high-end. Um, but also there's manufacturers like Sorota. Uh, oh, I've always wanted to have a Sorota road bike. Um, those are entirely custom-made. Uh, they're not too bad in price, um, depending on, again, the materials. And then also you have Lightspeed, which is an expensive bike because it's titanium. Uh, they don't have anything below titanium. Uh, my prior bike, which is a road bike, uh, it's a racing bike, uh, is a specialized carbon fiber. Uh, so that one is kind of expensive. Uh, but I also have a Trek aluminum, which is roughly half the cost of the specialized because it's aluminum. Then I have chromoly which is the, I'm, one of my, my track bike. It used to be my normal bike, but uh, now it's my track bike. It's a fixed-wheel bike. Um, that is chromoly. And so it really does depend. And the chromoly is usually your entry level. It's a heavier material. Um, it, there's just a lot of things that go into what makes a bike expensive and not. It's not the manufacturer. Uh, it does also have something to do with the components and everything. And, all of my bikes, I have swapped out every component and put on what I wanted. So <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm uh, tweaking this thing like you wouldn't believe. But I've been able to build bikes from scratch. So, uh, yeah, hobby of mine. But anyway, that's it. Uh, if Yeah, I think that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I think he just got himself a job. Now, do you do bike fittings? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking. Uh-huh. All good points, barely. Yes. Thanks. Thank you. All right. We'll try the next one. Also from Barely. Hey, Dale and Julie. It's Barely again. Julie, um, not to correct you, but I'm going to correct you. Um, the pedals you're referring to are clipless. Um, uh, the, what is considered a clip pedal is kind of, uh, it's a regular pedal. They take off some of the reflectors on the front and then bolt in a, um, what looks like the toe of a shoe. So your foot goes into it, then you kind of clip it down to tighten it. Um, but clipless pedals have the, they're really small little pedals. There's many different kinds of them. I'm sure there's more since I was last getting mine. Uh, I use the Look compatible uh, cordless pedals, but also there's SPP, which I use for my mountain bike. Um, and there were a couple other styles, but Look and um, SPDs were the primary ones. And, um, yeah, those are called clipless, where you have the special shoes and you have the... Um, uh, the special pedals. They're clip-less, not clips. The toe clips are the ones that... I just explained that. Anyway, that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I stand corrected, and I do have the clip-less, and I have the S, the S ones. You don't have the lollipops, though. No, I do not the have the lollipops of death. death. No, we'll never now, have those. Now, I had toe clips on my bike mm-hmm. until you took them off. 
I did because I couldn't. I, I cannot bike with those. I can bike with my clipless, and I can bike with regular shoes. I can't bike with those because you don't have an easy out. With my clipless, I can twist my foot and I'm off the pedal. In those, it's not easy to get out of. No, I don't think no. so. Oh, um, no. I liked them, but then I didn't have the right. I don't have the right type of shoe and. Yeah. We'll have to get that eventually when I get the new bike if I don't buy the computer first. Yes, decisions, decisions. <sighs> I know. Any more? No, that's it. Well, unless you want to hear some guy trying to sell me on uh, how I can earn $5,000 from home. I don't think so. All right. So that is a long-winded version of the Badger cast. So I'm did... sorry about the political crap, but I'm not. he got me started. <laughs> anyway. If you can get a hold of us. I'm Don't Tickle Me on um, Facebook and Twitter. You can get a hold of me at don'ttickleme at gmail.com. You can get a hold of both of us at thebadgercast at gmail.com. And you? Um, I'm Philosophy Guy and on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you can get me at philosophyguyshow at gmail.com. And you can call us at the BadgerCast at 262-649-8550. How did I do? You did fine. Okay. Good night. Good night. Believe me, you won't stop nothing. Thanks for listening. I've started running. All that I'm after is a life full of laughter. Love ever after